0: This series of labs, I want to provide some biblical exposure to what you might call a basic introduction to New Testament ethics. That may be an overblown title, but just getting at this basic truth that in the Christian life, our activity, our duty, our responsibility, uh, when we read commands, when we read obligations, we are being summoned to become in experience what we are in Christ. Become in experience what you are in Christ. It's so important that this structure of thinking, this way of viewing yourself and the world and Christ and his work and your duty be embedded in your heart. And we'll take several sessions to work this through. So come with me and let's try to get the New Testament vision of our way of acting as Christians into our heads and hearts. Father, show us, teach us about who we are because of what Christ has done and in our union with him through faith so that when we are commanded to act a certain way, we realize how that kind of obedience and that response is actually being worked out. So here's a picture. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, and remember, that's what we're talking about, what you are in Christ. If anyone is united to Christ, in Christ, that's what a Christian is, united to Christ by the action of the Spirit through faith, we are made one with him. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. It's not he will become a new creation. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. A decisive change has happened. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, the question in view of that reality is how then do we think about doing new kinds of behavior? 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7 Paul deals with the problem of arrogance and pride and boasting in Corinth. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven treats this sin as leaven in, a, in dough? A little leaven leavens the whole lump, So. Here comes the imperative. This is the duty. This is the obligation. This is the command. There are hundreds of these in the New Testament, and we shouldn't be put off by them. They're there for our good. Cleanse out the old leaven. this boasting. Cleanse it out. Get rid of it. Put it away that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. Now, there's the mystery, the paradox of the Christian life summed up in become in experience what you are in Christ. Cleanse out the old leaven. Become a new lump because you really are an unleavened lump. You see how paradoxical that is. If you're unleavened, in one sense, there's no old leaven to get out. (laughs) Right? If you're unleavened, there's no old leaven to get out. So the reality of the Christian life is you have been made new in one profound sense in union with Christ. You're unleavened. You're not guilty of any sin. You are in Christ perfect and whole and unleavened. Now get out the old leaven, get rid of it. That's the Christian life. The, the old leaven lingers and we prove ourselves to be united to Christ and truly unleavened by the way we attack the remaining leaven. If, if that's nonsense to you, you need to plead with the Lord that you experience this and, and it, that it not be foolishness to you. This is not foolishness. This is the greatest reality in the world. Christians. We are in Christ truly unleavened, and we give evidence of it by the way we attack the old leaven and take it out. But we fight against the leaven as those who are unleavened. Let's see it again in Romans 6, 2. How can we who died to sin? So there is the finished work a new thing has happened. We have died to sin with Christ. Baptism is a symbol of this. Paul says here in Romans 6, we are united with Christ in baptism and we are raised to walk in newness of life. So we died to sin when we were united to Christ through faith in baptism. We know that our old self was crucified. Another way of saying we died to sin We were crucified with Christ so that our body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. All right, that's the reality. We have died. We have been crucified with Christ, died to sin. Now, here comes verse 11. So, you must consider yourselves dead to sin. Consider yourselves dead to sin because you're dead to sin and alive to God. You, you, You might argue if you wanted to be unbiblical, look, if I'm dead to sin, if I'm dead, I don't need to consider myself dead, I'm dead. That's unbiblical, arrogant thinking. We need to get on our face and repent when we have thoughts like that. When we're crucified, we have to reckon ourselves crucified. So you must consider yourselves crucified or dead to sin and alive to God. This considering here is an act of faith. We'll see that later on. Faith. So the reality is we're dead and the duty is die. Reckon yourself dead. Act like you're dead. Or, here's the way it's said in Colossians, Colossians 3, you have died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. All right? There's the reality. You have died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have died. You are dead with Christ. Verse 5, put to death what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire covetousness which is idolatry you have died put to death you have died put to death that's the structure of new testament ethics become inexperienced put to death in you what is earthly because in reality you have died in christ you are united to him in his death so let me summarize 1 Corinthians 5, 7, You are really unleavened, therefore cleanse out the old leaven. Romans 6, We have died to sin, let us consider ourselves dead to sin. Colossians 3, You have died, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Become what you are. The not yet of your life that needs to be worked out is based on the already of your life that Christ has worked. The imperatives of the New Testament are based on the indicatives. If you don't like that kind of grammatical way of saying it, let me try to say it another way. The obligation of life in Christ is based on new creation in Christ. In other words, none of our doing of our obligation makes us a new creation. It's the other way around. None of our obedience to the imperatives creates the indicative of our salvation. It's the other way around. None of our becoming makes us what we are. It's the other way around. All our doing is based on done. And not just done at the cross, but done decisively in uniting us to Christ. All our responsibilities in Christian life are based on realities. So there is the summary of ethics or the Christian life. There's the paradox of Becoming in experience what we are in Christ. That's part one. There's more to see. We'll be back.